0: This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by Twitch. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by GameFi. Come, 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 come get up Game What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Coop. Sam Claiborne aye, aye, aye. and very special guest from the IGN Australia office. Cam Shea is joining us. Hello, guys. Thank you for making the flight. Should I like, say day. It's got to be at least a five or six hour flight from Australia. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah so it's, it's,
1: multiply it's, that by yeah, you it's, know,
0: it's really, three and you're <laughs> it's in the long. ballpark. <laughs> so, did you guys use hours there?
1: Uh, we use feet, but only for measuring height. Okay. Uh, everything else is metric. Uh, we weigh our drugs according to the metrics. Yes. metric. Metric oh, hours okay. are weird. That's metric great.
2: hours. Um, Cam, it took twenty hours for you to get here. You got in this morning, and then you're leaving wow. immediately after this. Yep. Well, thanks just for fluent, coming just, in for yeah. scoop.
0: Just for this recording of games. That's scoop.
3: more of a yeah. sacrifice than we usually make for scoop. So thank you. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. True.
1: And can I just say at the top of the show yes. that uh, if I don't make any sense, I'm pretty much on no sleep. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's you know no okay.
3: sleep, at how many beers? I <laughs> declined
1: to drink at lunch actually, okay. yeah. which is not Same. my yeah. it's just totally you. screwed very off-brand for me. Okay. But you know, whatever. I'll catch up later on.
0: All right, yep. um, that's good. I I wasn't at that lunch, but I was just drinking at my desk. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm good. I'm good to go. You guys
1: do have <laughs> multiple kegs in this office. Yeah, yeah that's, that's You're living the dream. One, One of them's th- coffee, though. To be fair, coffee keg. Yeah, yep. yeah. The old, you uh, know, it's yep. to
0: yeah. mix in with the beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So Cam, tell us your favorite game of all time.
1: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh I would have to say right now Breath of the Wild. Yeah, wow. wow. Okay. Um, That's the
3: coolest answer I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: because like I, it used to be kind of older stuff like I mean Doom was hugely influential for me, Street Fighter 2 was hugely influential for me. Um Wipeout was hugely influential mm. for me. Uh obviously I love like Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island. I mean there's, like there's so many games, right? Sure, sure, sure. But this year, I've sunk like 100 hours into Breath of the Wild. Just this year? Yeah, like I Not played even, it last year, but I didn't okay. actually finish it. I okay. came mm-hmm. back to it this year, and I just adore it. I just adore everything about it. Uh, all, the, all the layered systems in, the, in yeah. that world mm-hmm. are just amazing. And even uh, you know, after I've played through it in its entirety a couple of times, I'm just still discovering new mm-hmm. things and learning new yeah. things and experimenting. Mm-hmm. And it is just the absolute embodiment of what I want from a video game. Yeah, so I love it.
3: We're not allowed to talk about that game anymore on this show. Why? But thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of complaints back in the day. I, I think I'm making would, a joke, but always. we just we just talked we, about it a lot
0: because we, we had to give it some time. It's a very significant game.
2: And now it's back. Now it's now back. it's back. Now it's and retro, and
0: this,
1: and this goes to show you just how on top of modern gaming I am right now. <laughs> so yeah. Also playing
0: Splatoon 2. You know, yep. Splatoon 2. There you go. All right.
3: I still play Breath of the Wild. So yeah, good.
0: Uh, well, we do have a uh, great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the big fall gaming season, which I think officially kicks off this week. Right now. Is this going up on Friday? Yeah. It yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, it's already here. Uh, it's, it's happening. It's uh, happening.
1: spring, guys. Yeah, that's uh, true. Just <laughs> letting you know. Welcome to the spring and game we, season. And we call it autumn. Um, come on. Let's localize. You let's localize. Come on. come on. You don't Not use it. fall
0: ever? No. Never fall. Wow. But your spring is on the metric system, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay. <Yeah>. Metric spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, let's share what we've been playing, uh, which I think for at least a few of us has been Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the when game.
2: Is, when exactly is this going up?
0: Friday. Okay. After, Including the audio? Yeah. So we can just talk Spider-Man for a to Yep. That's, we're gonna, yeah, that's the whole idea here. Let, <laughs> tell us about Spider-Man. <laughs> I've,
2: I finished Spider-Man. Yeah? Man, that is a great video game. Great. Nice. I yeah. finished
3: Spider-Man too, and I think it's a great video game as well. There you go. So I I think that it's a great superhero game, Mm -hmm. which is tough. And I think the only other two great superhero games are Batman: Arkham Asylum, which is city for some people. I understand that. I don't want to argue about that. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Spider-Man Two. And I think this is mm. takes the On best PS2. elements of both those games and puts them in its own game. It mm. definitely
2: There's no Batman in it. It level sets <laughs> expectations right from the opening mission. Are you playing the game as well, Damon? Yeah, because I have finished yeah. it though. Yeah. So the opening mission is you take down Fisk, and that's, that's sort of the, the tutorial, and also sets up the storyline. And yeah. you make it to Fisk's office. Who this isn't much of a spoiler. This is ten minutes into the game. Yeah. Um, and he's been a legitimate businessman and they finally figured out you know he's a mob boss so he's Mm -hmm. you know he's being taken down and in his office all the columns turn into machine gun turrets and i'm like (laughs) yeah okay this is gonna be that kind of game like just don't think about like it's a very very comic booky game like bright and even in its like darkest moment like it has real moments of like pathos but it's always Mm -hmm. played from like a comic booky perspective and and it's telling a very classic like Peter Parker Spider Man story. And like that gun turret moment was I'm like, all right, okay, I'm on board. Let's just go on this adventure ride and I'm not gonna think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Does, and, uh,
1: does it nail the Peter Parker story? It
2: does. It actually that, does I'm it,
1: definitely on board if they can get that character right.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I'm not like uh I was more of a Batman kid growing right. up. So I don't have this experience with Spider Man comics, but I understand that it's always been about him trying to balance his personal life and his professional mm-hmm. life, and he's he's not wealthy like like you know, Tony Stark, right? Like Peter Parker's always had to scrap, mm-hmm. and I think that they do a really, really good job of uh, of bringing that into a story. And, and
3: thank goodness he's not a little kid in it. Yeah, he's not just starting out. He's not yeah. a little kid. He's but he's still has, like, young.
2: He's like mid twenties, mm-hmm. so they strike a great balance.
3: There. Yeah, it's that's an interesting era for Spider-Man, which mm-hmm. is just w- the young Spider-Man's way over told now because mm-hmm. it's been in three different trilogies, mm-hmm. you know, basically since we. Uh, started playing games, and I I think it's great to see Peter Parker as like his later self, where he's like interested in in you know research and science, and and he's like has like Batman esque abilities to just make stuff, which is cool. Like he can make cool gadgets, and you you see a lot of those gadgets in the preview stuff. Um, I really like that about it. Where are you at in the game? Are you, are you- only a few hours into okay, it? Because- so you can talk about all this.
0: I can talk about the early stuff. game stuff, yeah. yeah, for sure.
3: I was wondering, do you are you guys like ultra impressed with the model of Spider-Man? Like every time the the costumes are in frame for me, I, I'm I'm in disbelief at how good hmm. the fabric looks or the stitching or like whatever. It's like or the light bouncing off it. I just I I cannot believe he's actually talking about looking down at the Spider-Man costume he's wearing
1: while yep. playing in the game. Yeah, just looks yep. unbelievable. He's in, in disbelief life life life.
0: at how good he looks in it. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> uh, unlike That's some people, amazing. I wear the full Spider-Man outfit. I don't <laughs> Mask. <just> go topless.
0: <laughs> Yeah, nice.
2: um, I think the game plays it very, very safe. Mm. Uh, it's very fun. So some games are more than the sum of their parts, right? Like they're flawed or sort of maybe not so great in some aspects, but they add up to a whole that is really memorable and mm. and you know fresh. Spider Man in some ways is kind of the opposite. Like the combat's really great. I think the missions are pretty great. I think the story's pretty great. But I'm I'm over it. I've finished it, and now it's kind of already in the rearview mirror for me. Like I don't mm. feel like it's a game that's going to stick with so- me. In any major way, like I really, really enjoyed my time with it, but um, I don't necessarily consider it a classic. I consider it mm-hmm. like a very, very, you know, well-made, you know, competent, very fun game that doesn't really do much to push things forward or take any risks.
0: Well, so in your minds, how does it compare to God of War? I think I like God of War much more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I have... did, I
2: did think Spider-Man was great.
0: I like Spider-Man
3: more, but I, I I I like it because it strives to be you know a video game and it's really gameplay focused and and I like all that, but I think it has some misses with the open world and I think the open world's super boring right. and I, I wanted that t- from this game. I wanted. Uh, it, it feels great, like swinging feels great. Mm-hmm. Like that's all perfect. Mm-hmm. But it, you, there's no reason to stop and look at New York. Yep, it, it's just super easy to do all the just like collectible missions, and mm. it's
1: just
2: you, you just blow it's through the
1: that. of those kind of games.
2: Manhattan feels very conventional and very much like sort of an old school open world in a way that I th- I think you know we'll see how Red Dead shakes out, but it mm-hmm. feels like it's trying to you know present a little bit of a different. Like I I uh, was swinging through the city and there was a rooftop party, right? And I landed in the middle of the party and everybody's dancing and there's a DJ and Nobody, they just, like, kept, and it's like, <laughs> like Spider-Man's there, there. <laughs> the and party. it's like, like, that's every open world game, right, so I'm picking on Spider-Man <clears throat> yeah. a little bit, but you always hope for a more reactive, And, and yet, you, you know, go down to street
1: game. level, and people will high-five you on the street, so there is some level of yeah, yeah. that, that interactive Yeah, thing. all that stuff's great. Yeah.
0: So, it's not like a Ubisoft open world game, like an Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, where it's just so densely packed with stuff. Mm-hmm to do right well that, that's well, how you really it. gotta compare
3: I, to stuff like that that's a step between breath of the wild where like everything you collect is meaningful and interesting yeah. and hidden hmm. and puzzle worth puzzling out in this game it's like they try to make it as easy as possible for you to do to breeze through all the open world stuff like seriously like there's collectibles that you can sl- swing past and like <laughs> click a button nice like yep. it's really really simple <laughs> there's nothing puzzly or interesting but it feels so good to hop around and beat up people And that's what Spider Man really should be about. Mm. So it's fine. You know, and I I prefer the open world to levels anyway, just because getting
2: around is still
3: it's Mm -hmm. like actually relaxing and fun to do nothing in that game, just to zip around the city. Yeah. Well, it feels and the,
2: cool. And the blend of, like, out of combat and in combat, I'm zipping around, I'm landing, I'm fighting dudes, I'm back in the air. I like and, doing
3: that. That's a really good point. And and all that being
2: seamless it. and uh, yeah. it's so impressive and so fun, and it doesn't feel, like, sort of separate, like, okay, now I'm in fight mode, now I'm in swing mode. That's like totally true. It's all one system that's so impressive and mm. polished.
1: I've got and, another and question this, for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sunset Overdrive versus
3: Spider-Man, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you because I really love Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I was actually talking to you about this a little bit at lunch, but I, I think Sunset Overdrive is I beat it. I love that game. Mm. I think it's 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 oozing with style in both. It's like it has a great soundtrack by The Span Cheap Time. It has like a really good like kind of neon look to it mm. and then everything in it is getting around via Tony Hawk style yep. yeah. tricking and stuff yep. like that. Spider-Man loses all of that. It has no personality outside of Marvel's personality for Spider-Man, which is there's these villains and Spider-Man looks like this and, and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like that's, it's very expected. It's not like the neon, cool, different Spider-Man, you know?
2: I like spider man much more than sunset they're both uh I think insomniac's brave spider man is fairly complicated with its controls like you 're doing a lot of stuff on the controller and um it throws a lot at you and i don't but i don't ever feel like it 's overwhelming mm. like it strikes a really good balance between I have this this whole array of options for combat and ways that I can take people out but i don't feel like i 'm hitting the wrong button or fumbling with it or wrestling with it whereas Sunset for me was like one step too far I, I had a really hard time like getting into the flow of that game and Mm -hmm. and i sort of feel the evolution of that uh you know, complex traversal and combat system and and what they learned from Sunset. I, I mm. feel a
0: lot of that in, in Spider-Man. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. I never finished Sunset Overdrive. I remember yeah. enjoying my time with it, but just I remember never. going into it unbelievably cynical because mm. I was like, this game is just mm.
1: trying so hard to be cool. I'm determined to hate it. And then I played it and just loved <laughs> it. Yeah,
3: mm. yeah it, it definitely. I was worried about that too, like winning you over. But it's just that they were able to... Flex a creative muscle in that that I don't mm. think was flexed for Spider-Man, mm. and that's I think it, it was the, very traditional spider right? So it you know. can be with a license, right? Yeah. Is like maybe there's just too much at that you're restricted in doing? Uh, this game doesn't like I don't I don't want to go into that right now. Actually, I was going to talk about there, there's I'm pissed off at the though. Marvel. I just think people might consider it a spoiler. I don't, yeah, but I won't go into it. But I think that the Marvel universe I was hoping would be a bigger, different new universe in Mm. video games. Mm. But it's still very narrow in this game. And that just makes me sad. I grew up with the X-Men and Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and everything all being part of this universe. And I want that to be part of games. Mm. And I know Spider-Man has his own universe and he'll always be part of that. But I just whatever expansions you'll find in that game like I always want more so I'll never be satisfied actually
2: I wonder I'm curious just on the business side what what are they allowed to use and show and what are they not Um, not that I want that informing like it's always sad when like you know business concerns sort of inform a game design and story but Mm -hmm. just a it's still fascinating, mm-hmm. um, just knowing how the MCU works, and they do and don't have the rights to, and then yeah. in video game land, how that's shaking out as well. And
3: we know there's – so there's a Spider-Man game. An Avengers game is probably the next big Marvel game. Mm-hmm. Is that from – That's – yeah.
0: I don't think it's been officially announced, but that's been the big rumor. Oh, they no, that teaser trailer. There's a okay. trailer right, for sorry. it,
3: yeah. but it doesn't show anything
0: yeah. about yeah. it. People f- so, like,
3: those are two safe <clears> things <throat> that have movie series right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, just – a scant you know decade ago we would get like marvel ultimate alliance which it would have juggernaut and spider-man yeah. and you know that's human torch and stuff
2: well and that's the thing like also a decade ago we just got really shit marvel games mm. from like you know sega just totally. like bad iron man and wolverine games so it's like we've been kind of nitpicking you know spider-man here on this panel mm. but that's from the expectations of like massive triple A game of the year contenders, like it would have been so easy to make a Spider Man game way worse than this. Like, mm-hmm. we got totally. really bad superhero games for a long time. So, and I, I guess Arkham is to thank for that, right? Yeah. It's yeah, like so. pump the brakes,
3: make a great superhero yeah. game. What is that like? And even this game has stealth in it, yeah, which I don't associate with like that at all. Stealth. I do too. I think they, they pull it off really well because, and I'm trained to kind of be above people stringing them up and stuff from Batman, you know? Yeah. Mm.
2: It's, uh, and so I guess at least my criticisms of it are coming from the context of like, is this one of the absolute best games of the year and Mm. not like, I always have to remind myself, like if a team that wasn't as talented and amazing as Insomniac was on this game, like it would not have mm-hmm. turned out as like fantastic and yeah. fun as it is. Yeah, yeah I'm very Does impressed. How long did it take you to, to to blitz through it? People are saying that they have found it to be a little short. I right. found it to be. Um, Mm, that's a good question I would actually love
1: I would actually love you to give me a number on the low side because I I ultimately don't want to spend 40 hours playing big open world I think it
2: was probably 20 hours for me I'm trying to think I think I I I probably played a couple hours a night for like 10 nights which feels you know long but yeah yeah. that's my guess I, I don't actually know
0: uh I've been enjoying my time with the game. I agree, the swing feels really good. You know, you start you start off swinging right at the beginning of the game, and there's a quick little learning curve, but you pick it up really fast. I think by the time you finish that sort of opening area, you've sort of got a really good handle on it. I like how it opens you up, taking down fists like right off the bat. Uh, the <laughs> unfortunately for Spider-Man, I played two other games first. <laughs> Uh, which are super damy games and they have totally uh, taken a hold of all of my like gaming uh, thought power. And so uh, every time I'm playing Spider-Man, I'm thinking about these other two games. And they are Into the Breach on Nintendo Switch, oh, yeah. which is unbelievable. I played it a little bit on PC this year and was like, yeah, I know I love this game. I'm going to wait for it to come to console. Yep. Now that it's on Switch, it feels perfect. And that's the roguelike turn based strategy game from the guys that did FTL. Mugs mm. and bots. Uh yeah, it's like you're in mech suits fighting kaiju in a turn based roguelike and it's unbelievable.
2: Nice. As okay. a big advance was guy, I know I need yeah. to get into the breach. Yeah. I it's
0: really, really good. And then also Divinity Original Sin 2 is on consoles now, and that nice. is an incredible RPG that's like Are you s- playing as the Skull Man? Or are you the Skeleton yeah. Man? <laughs> dwarf. <laughs> or like the undead. The undead yeah. dwarf is who I serve. Is he off. a dwarf oh I didn't know he was There's, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can be an undead dwarf. That's specific. But you have to conceal yourself for, from yeah. humans or else they're, they're going to freak out and <laughs> you, not trust you. You can
2: literally get something that cuts <clears throat> off people's faces and you can wear their face. Yeah. Yeah. So So see a sigabata of how much of your time? I know. That so one? It's that's like a big
0: one. both these two games. So it's nothing, it's not, it's not a knock against Spider Man. It's just these games uh, gotten their hooks in me already. So I, I've been spending a lot more time with that. But Cam, what have you been playing? Have you
1: played Donut County yet? No. That's,
0: that's the Katamari. Yeah, it's well, kind Katamari of, kind of move, know,
1: a, know, hole it and move a hole around. You move It, yeah. Yeah. it so, is like Katamari, yes. Mm. Yeah, so I reviewed it for the site pretty recently. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, the pitch is just is kind of yeah, you you play as a whole and you swallow things. Mm. And if they you, know, you find things that fit, they fall down, the hole gets bigger. And, you know, yeah. so you kind of imagine that Katamari path where you're eventually swallowing up the entire world. Uh, but what's really interesting about it is that you – that pitch alone like will sell sell me on that game hmm. because there's so much puzzle potential in that in that pitch. But what's interesting about it is because it's basically the work of one guy, Ben Esposito, hmm. uh, with a little bit of help from a couple of other people. Uh, but his personality is just writ large in this hmm. game. And he's done a whole lot of really quirky titles in the past, like some kind of fun throwaway games. Like, do hmm. you remember um, – it's like room of a thousand snakes or something. That was him. Yeah. Oh, I love room of a thousand snakes. <laughs> and you go in there and you press a button, yeah, and like and a thousand him and come it, out. He starts playing or something, and then just snakes, and then you die, and that's that's it. Cool. Um, but yeah, he's actually taken this kind of cool core um, puzzle mechanic and wrapped it in. A narrative driven game. I mean, to, to, to some extent, there's cutscenes between every level. Yeah, with like cool looking
3: animals, too. They're, they're designed really neat. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah the the shady visual raccoon.
1: designs. Yeah. Yeah. All,
2: all just shady raccoons. They just like, like Donuts, though. All the way through. Yeah. I really, I did play the first hour or so of Donut County before it got Spider Man for me. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and I, I was really surprised with, as you said, uh, all the personality and uh, the stuff in between the missions doesn't feel like filler that I'm just trying to skip through as fast it's as possible. It's very endearing. It's really yeah. compelling.
1: It's kind of an cool. interesting commentary on like gamification as well, because mm-hmm. the raccoon is using an app to control the holes, and so there's this, this mm-hmm. kind of weird meta commentary mm-hmm. in there as well. And that
0: game's out now. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Donut County is an indie game. Uh, it's the equivalent of like it was shown at the indie game circuit, mm-hmm. you know, at every indie game event for like ever for yeah. years. It was like, those literally,
1: games literally like. Four plus years, I'd say.
0: And then, Sam, you saw it at E3, right?
3: Yeah, Annapurna's publishing it. Okay. And in their booth, that was where I actually met the Katamari creator, Mm. and he had his new game there, Wattam. And uh, those were like that as well. Yeah. They were like right next to each other, and they're both like crazy toys. Yeah. I was just, I just wanted to see those two developers interact, but I never got to see it. Yeah. That'd be really cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to actually say too much because it's a very short game. I
1: see. And a lot of the fun of it is discovering how you can take a hole and build. You know, more mechanics around it. Mm-hmm. You know, interact with the world using a hole and not just drop stuff into it. So play it. It's cheap and you'll smash through it in a couple
2: of hours and be in, your life will be enriched, damn it. There you go. It's on every platform. I think it's five bucks on, like, iOS. So pick it up there if nowhere else. Like, it's totally good.
3: I'll keep it quick, but I also played WarioWare Gold and it's my favorite game this year.
2: WarioWare Gold but, on 3DS? Well,
3: I don't think it's the best game this year. Uh, it's just it's my favorite. favorite. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's just a great WarioWare
0: game. Yeah? It's in yeah. 3DS. You can just play it. But I just so, can't believe there's
2: a WarioWare. But you game. You played there. it
0: all by yourself, right? Yeah. So I think of WarioWare as a multi- like a multiplayer game.
2: I played the party one on GameCube a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, you it know, is. Not, mostly, it's Wii.
2: mostly been single player. My old I pals, know, was, Nine Volt and Ashley, were there.
0: Okay.
3: Good. There's all those WarioWare characters.
2: There's, they're crazy. They're so crappy. Orbulon is like. Just Orbulon. <laughs> 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 they're so dumb.
3: Yeah. They're they're completely nuts, and it's just so funny to see them back. And I will say, this game has great localization, and it, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe how good. Wario is in it. He's, Doesn't he draw
2: great. each amiibo or something silly like yeah, that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, the, a handful of them at least. That's
0: one of the toys
3: yeah. in that game. That's great. If-
2: can yeah. I do one more?
3: Yeah, I was going to say that oh. you've been
0: playing something else after Spider Man, right? Yeah, I
2: finished Spider Man, and I am absolutely addicted and hooked on uh, Yakuza. I'm playing through Yakuza Kiwami, which is a remake mm. of the very first game. So mm-hmm. it's a PS2 game that's 10 years old. Some good
3: dancing in that game, right?
2: Yeah. yeah I don't know that Kiwami is dancing, but it has karaoke. Karaoke, okay. Um, and uh, it, it's really, really wonderful. It's, um, I think, what a lot of people, it, it, it gets called like Japanese Grand Theft Auto, but yeah. that's completely mm. not accurate at all. Mm. It's, it's a brawler at all heart so every every single you know conflict and side story and whatever ends in like you know a combo based you know 3d fighting game almost Mm -hmm. you against like a group of people and you improvise you pick up like chairs and stuff and swing them at people um is it like batman combat a little bit not really because it's not timing based Um, It's more combo-based. Gotcha. Um, And uh, what I like about it is the open world is very small but very, very dense. Mm. And all the systems are interconnected. So there's restaurants everywhere. And I didn't understand. I'm like, why is there a sandwich restaurant here and a ramen restaurant here? But they heal you. um, And then when you eat food, you also get experience. And when you walk around the world, you also just encounter side quests in the world and so you end up in this really, really wonderful loop of, you know, I'm hurt. I'm going to go over over here and heal. That starts a side quest, and I'm meeting a new character, mm. and that's also leveling me up, and I'm learning the neighborhood. And uh, I feel like I exist in this space in a way that uh, I don't feel in very many other games. And uh, the space is also pretty small. Like yeah. I don't know, eight or 10 city blocks. Um, but it's, I'm addicted, man. I'm playing it every so, evening. Was this the first time you dipped into this series? Yeah. I mean, I had the very original one on the PS2, but like it couldn't, you know, it just looked like a blocky mess. Mm. Even back yeah. then, I was just like, <clears throat> I can't even hardly tell what's in front <laughs> of my face. And so. It's um, just so cool that, that this series is kind of picking up steam with re release. This happened like within the last titles. couple of years, right? Yeah. Like, well, they yeah. released Zero, which yeah. sort of like rebooted the franchise. Yeah. And then they did a remake of One and Two, which were the oldest ones mm. and then they're re uh, like a up version of three four and five are coming mm. and so we've gotten a yakuza game every six months in the west but now like that party's over man like we're all caught up now and now the new fans have to wait another two or three years like mm. you know like everybody else for a new game Yep,
0: bummer it's uh dude it's i'll have more to say next week i think <laughs> oh, oh wow some crazy side quests in those right. and there's crazy side quests we'll get an update next week. Before we get too far away from Spider-Man we have an email here an email here from Danny in Kansas. Uh, she writes in and says, I don't know about you but my body is ready for Spider-Man on Oops. PS4. I've been playing through my collection of old superhero games like Spider-Man on PS2, Deadpool and Arkham City. So here's my question if you could have a new video game featuring any superhero or villain, who hasn't already had their own game, which hero would you choose, and how would their powers be utilized in the game mechanics? I would want a Venom game that will have similar mechanics to a Spider-Man game, but I can run around causing trouble and having police chases, like in GTA.
2: That's a good question. Yeah. Uh,
0: my favorite superheroes growing up were always uh, Wolverine and The Punisher. And yeah. Both of those have gotten pretty good video games. Uh, the Punisher yes. has...
3: What, what's up? Only on NES,
0: though. <laughs> uh, yeah, only on NES. Well, they both had NES games, but the Punisher had a really good arcade game, which is either Capcom or Konami, because it was like a, a typical like side-scrolling mm, yeah, Final Fight that style one. that, that was really on, good. Yeah. And then there was a Punisher game in 2005 that almost got an AO rating because of like oh. how gruesome its like interrogation scenes were. Uh, that game was pretty good too. And the Wolverine got a good. Video game in two thousand and seven, I think oh, that was actually right. really violent. Well, okay, it was. A, I think we gave it a seven, and I feel like that's pretty good. It's like yeah, that like was good seven. for the time. Yeah, yeah, it was play. It was playable, and it was surprising. Uh, you know, there had been Wolverine in movies, but they're all PG thirteen, and that game at the mm. time was rated M, and it was actually cool to have. We, it we
1: recently went back to that game in our
0: office mm. just for an, an a piece of content we didn't end up
1: publishing, but yeah. it was. We were playing it's, it, going, "Yeah, is like, all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's not right. great, but not bad." Question, has yeah. Lobo had a game? Mm. Hmm. Because that would probably be my pick for a character that is could just exist in a really mental, oh, no. crazy, is Lobo, violent game.
0: Is Lobo blue? No, he's or white. Who's, who's Lobo? Like a DC okay. space okay. Uh, motorcycle rider.
3: Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: just no, this guy
3: who else. kills people
1: in very <laughs> extreme, violent <laughs> ways.
0: That, sound, that could be a good video game. Yeah.
1: yeah, it seems like a natural fit for me.
0: Hmm.
2: I think I don't necessarily have the gameplay mechanics figured out, but I think Moon Knight is a good candidate to get a video Mm -hmm. game adaptation. Um, He's basically uh, Batman, but with magic powers. He's got like a couple magic weapons. Cool. Um, And what I like about Moon Knight is, you know, in 2018, it's actually crazy hard to come up with like an original idea for a superhero. Right. Mm. Like Spider-Man, the game has a black cat side mission where black cats absolutely just Marvel Catwoman. (laughs) Like, it's the exact same character, um, whereas Moon Knight actually gives me something fresh, like, uh, uh, you know, a man that exists at the nighttime in a big mm. city and is very Batman-esque, but with magic.
0: Yeah. I'm like, that's a really good hook. If they wanted to revisit Wolverine in a video game, I could see something like uh, like in... The movie Logan, mm. giving it the God of War treatment, where you're traveling, oh, yeah. Yeah. traveling oh, with oh, X23, totally. long periods of like dialogue and exposition, punctuated with really brutal. Yeah, you're totally. All right, rights. let's, let's, let's that. Right, cool. Now. Yeah. Let's yeah. get that one. Yep. We'll fast track that one. <laughs> all right, then. So with the uh, fall slash spring gaming season, whatever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> officially uh, kicked off. What, what what games are you most anticipating coming for the rest of the year?
2: You didn't have a list. There's a, well, there's
0: a, red, there's a Red Dead Redemption yeah. game well, that's the Well, I mean, that's yeah. the obvious
2: one. Yeah, it's got to be Red Dead.
0: There's a right? Tomb Raider. There's a Fallout, Fallout. There's a Battlefield. There's a Call of Duty. There's a Mega Man. Yeah, I was really
3: anticipating Spider-Man. It's kind of funny to be thinking about where we are right yeah. now. And I remember saying that on this show,
2: too. Um, but I think you, know, you, you nailed it. I'm really just looking forward to Red Dead and Fallout at this point. For me, it's got to be Red Dead is my most anticipated. Um, even if Fallout 76 um, turns out to be excellent, which, you know, it's Bethesda. Like, you know, in all likelihood, it will be excellent. Um, it's just so different and such a different spin on the franchise that it's hard for me to, you know, put it at the top of my mm-hmm. hype list. Um Whereas Red Dead, I completely believe in uh, you know, Rockstar North and Rockstar San Diego's ability to deliver on just a new take on an open world. And I'm totally loving everything I'm hearing about, you know, the world being reactive and people having a place in the game that they exist in. And yeah. and the exact opposite of what I was saying with Spider-Man, where, you know, the NPCs aren't real people to mm. any degree. Like I mm. do feel like that's the next evolution of open world gameplay because the worlds themselves have reached a limit for how detailed they can get. But the inner mind of like the NPCs, like yeah. that's where there's a lot of room for continued development. Yeah. Red Dead for you, Cam?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a game that I will uh, dedicate probably mm-hmm. a week of my I don't know. I'm gonna find a way to make it work at home and at work because yeah, I gotta mm. I don't often play huge games anymore. I prefer kind of more bite-sized indies or games I can dip in, dip out, you know, Hearthstone, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm. But Red Dead's the exception to the rule, obviously, because it's gonna be amazing.
0: How are you feeling about Fallout seventy six?
1: I'm not hugely interested, mm. to be honest. I've played a fair few you know, spent a fair bit of time with Fallout games in the past. Mm. But I Prefer experiences that, as I said, are short and surprise me. That's why the indie scene is so fertile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's just pop stuff that just pops up on your radar, oh, totally. and and it's all does, on
3: Switch now. Ah. Yeah, does something different.
1: <laughs> it is all on Switch. Has interesting ideas in the mechanics. I'm not saying that the bigger budget games don't have that, mm-hmm. but I can play like a bunch of those in the mm-hmm. time I could spend with one. Triple A style.
3: I'm disappointed that Nintendo games aren't the ones I'm looking forward to. I mean, I think Let's Go looks pretty cool for people, for Pokemon, and then Smash, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not the same. They just don't have a big,
0: they don't have a big, like, single-player Uh, A Mario Odyssey coming out this fall. Yeah, I I,
3: I think that's what Pokemon is intended to be, but it's just not for me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Cam, I have a tendency to swing back and forth in, you know, every six months or so between, you know, a bunch of indie games that'll show me some brand new idea that Mm -hmm. I've never seen before. It's super weird, but they're also rough around the edges and kind of don't, they keep you at arm's length. They don't care that much if you're having like a really wonderful time with it. They're like, here's this art that I made, you know, Mm -hmm. please enjoy it and then i'll i'll swing back around to like a really big budget safe like we're going to put you on these guide rails and have you this really guided, polished, amazing experience. And then I sort of bounce around. I've been Mm -hmm. doing that my whole gaming career between, you know, weird stuff and safe stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to to approach it. I don't want to
3: make this discussion seem like there's just not other games to look forward to because I think Tomb Raider and and, uh, Assassin's Creed, Battlefield, Call of Duty, I think there's going to be interesting moments in all those games. I'm
0: actually really looking forward to Assassin's Creed Odyssey Mm -hmm. Uh, myself. Mm -hmm. I keep seeing, you know, everything we've seen about, about that game since E3 has been really cool to me.
1: Yeah. How much hands-on time have you spent with it this Oh, point? none. No, okay.
0: No. Just just like, you know, seen the previews and the yeah. trailers and all that. Had several demos on IGN Live, at E3, and at Gamescom, but I haven't actually played it myself yet. But I did play a lot of Origins, mm. and I think they're leaning even more into RPG mechanics with this one. So. Yep. That one's looking really cool.
2: And we uh, I name-dropped it briefly, but Smash, besides Red Dead Smash, is the other one for me this fall. Mm. Um, And what's interesting is I'll probably not play the – we'll play that in the office. Maybe since if it's on Switch, we will actually get a lot of multiplayer time in. But I intend on mostly – Smash 4 on Wii U, I played almost exclusively single-player. And that challenge wall that had, like, whatever, 100 challenges or whatever to complete, Mm. and there were, like, four or five really distinct, interesting, unique single-player modes in it between – you know, the sandbags and the targets and the sort of ticket mode with the challenges yeah. and uh, the single player campaign. And um, it has this reputation well-deserved as just a polished, amazing multiplayer party game. But I think it's underrated as just, you know, there's a lot for you to chew through mm. single player as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, we have an email here from Hector from, what is is it? It's not Placentia, California, is it? Certainly it's not pronounced that no, way. Placentia. Pl- placenta. Placent- mm, thanks. That's why, yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Placentia? I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. But Hector says, I had a question regarding Assassin's Creed games. They've been around for a long time, but I never got into them. Lately, I've been debating about giving those games a try. I wanted to play Origins, but I feel I may be a little lost since mm. I've never played any games in the series. What do you think the best approach is when starting a new series? Should I just play the newest one or try to start from the beginning? Thanks for your help and keep up the awesome work. In this case... I think it's probably perfectly fine to start with Origins since... It's the origin or Black Flag. Uh, well, I mean that's another good option. But at least this one takes place earlier than any of the other games. They're not. They're not referencing
3: For Assassin's Creed. The story is incomprehensible.
0: That's actually across
3: true. The yeah. mini games within a game, it's usually okay.
0: So, so maybe true. the answer to the
1: question is, well, what do you want from your Assassin's Creed game? Yeah. If you're more true. into the RPG mechanics, then that's what the yeah. most recent couple of games have been doing. If you want to sail the seas and yeah, those are good. To you know, be a pirate. Then yeah. Black Flag is one of the, the most revered games of uh, Watch the, the series. Movie.
2: I wasn't too enamored with Origins, but I do think as like a jumping on point, it's a good one because that's the new like this is what Assassin's Creed is now, right? Like mm. it, like the old games are very different, like they're mechanically very different and a lot faster and you know they weren't RPGs and so um Origins if you choose to jump in there will set you up to better understand sort of where <clears throat> the franchise is going moving forward. Yeah. Um I just tweeted about how I get a lot of OCD about starting in the middle of franchises, and um, yeah. it's sort of been a problem for me my entire gaming career where there's franchises that I didn't jump on at the right. beginning, and it's like, I don't know, like Metal Gear Solid 5, Like I'll feel like I can't play that, I have to play 1 through four first. Mm. but then sometimes, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1's amazing, but sometimes the original game's like mediocre, and I end up bailing on the mediocre game halfway through, and I don't even get to the game that I wanted to play in the first place. Wait, so this is something you actually do? Yeah. Through.
1: All right. This is it. I gotta go back to Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah, what, so, what's an example of uh, doing that and being like, "Well, that was so worth it."
2: Um, yeah, Yakuza. Yakuza <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, there's a lot of franchises like uh, like I don't play the Mass Effect games because I feel like I would have to slog through Mass Effect One again, which mm. I played at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, I did happen to keep up with the Assassin's Creed franchise, but that would be an example. Like, I'd be so paralyzed for like. I don't want to jump into this in the middle that it would stop me from like jumping into something new. I reckon that's definitely an exception to the rule
1: scenario because for me like Assassin's Creed I've had a love hate relationship Mm with Mm. Um, I mean I reviewed a couple of the earlier games for IGN way back in the day and really enjoyed them I think like Assassin's Creed two and brotherhood definitely yeah. brotherhood I can't that's remember.
3: the one that people like the most. yeah
1: um but what, i two. definitely had assassin's creed fatigue mm-hmm. uh, particularly because it was evolving but it still felt very familiar even if it's in a different setting so i'm i'm envious to uh, our emailer because you yeah. get to start afresh you get to enjoy assassins with a fresh set of eyes and you'll have a great time they're, they're excellent games
2: I think, you know, comic books are uh, sometimes very good, sometimes not so good at giving you new jumping-on points. Like, you know, Spider-Man's been around for 50 years or whoever. I don't know how long. Um, and they'll design, sometimes literally, like with a new number one, like jump mm-hmm. in and Spider-Man, or, you know, new story arc. They give you ways to sort of mm. ease into this, whereas video games seem to kind of not really care. They're like, well, you yeah. know, figure it out. Like, uh <laughs> I, I think they should do more to recap the story so far or like some RPGs like Dragon Age does like prequel comics and stuff like that. That's true. Uh, well, I, I got- think there's room to do more there in video games.
1: My advice would be um, go to IGN's wikis mm. and watch the walkthroughs of every single Assassin's Creed right, game. Right. Yeah. Make sure to watch the pre-roll. Yeah, every watch video. the advertisement yeah. first, um, and, and enjoy. <laughs> you know, Just soak up, uh,
3: I don't know, a couple of weeks of your life and IGN's done a service. I recommend going to the one that's regarded by critics as the best one. And then mm. going back mm. and playing, uh, if you really like that one, try some others because if you think about Zelda that way, and if you played Breath of the Wild or Ocarina of Time first, it's really it, I, which I play. I played Ocarina of Time like basically that was the first Zelda I ever beat, and so then I went back and played, uh, finished Link to the Past or like mm. Zelda Two or whatever, and I found all those references that I didn't know that Ocarina was making, and it was oh, really yeah. exciting.
2: But see, then that's that's the sense that I feel like I'm missing out. Like, I used to be a lot more neurotic about gameplay and just in general as a person. Then I had kids. And I'm like, I don't have time for any of that anymore. I'm just going to play whatever I want. But, like, this is the one holdover. Like, even if there's no story connections, like in Zelda, like, who cares? You're still missing callbacks mm-hmm. and even, you know, musical cues mm-hmm. and, and other things like that. that Those can go
3: two ways, though, because you can experience the original thing afterwards and then put it all together. Yeah. I don't think it's any less satisfying. Like, I'm watching Better Call Saul before I've ever watched Breaking Bad. You maniac.
0: <laughs> but that <coughs> that makes a lot of sense because it's a prequel. Yep. It's like and all Zelda games like, are prequels as far as we know. <laughs> quality aside, if someone today were starting with Star Wars and they wanted to start with the prequels, you know, that makes a lot of sense too. No,
2: it doesn't. The prequels are <laughs> absolutely constructed with context of the original trilogy in mind. So? Wow, Otherwise, sure. who gives a shit that they, like, oh. yes, and you will be Boba Fett, da da and it's like, okay, who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. It's nothing to me. Like, yeah. Maybe it okay. does
3: work though. I'd have to watch them with my brain wiped.
2: Yeah. Sure. Um, I it, like you see these debates on like long running <laughs> franchises, where should I jump in? Should I start with the chronologically first yeah, one first yeah. or the release order first. And the answer is always release order because that's how everyone else experienced it. Well. If you're, if you're determined to get through like all of something. Yeah. Don't read the prequel book first. <laughs> it it's certainly a- stands for the Hobbit movies.
0: Ugh. 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 What <laughs> Hobbit movies? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> GameScoop is sponsored by GameFly, the best way to buy and rent your favorite games. GameFly.com gives you access to 9,000 titles, which are mailed directly to your door. For one monthly fee, you can play the latest and greatest games for as long as you want, with no late fees or due dates, ever. When you get tired of a game, all you have to do is mail it back, and they'll send you the next title on your list. Today, every Scoop listener gets access to a free premium 30-day trial by going to GameFly.com Scoop. That premium trial lets you rent two titles at the same time, and you get it by going to Gamefly.com slash S-C-O-O-P. Gamefly.com slash Scoop. Check it out. This is Scott Phillip in Mukilteo, Washington. And uh, he's got a little bit of a long one. Bear with me. He says, hey there, guys. I'm getting a late start on Far Cry 5. I've been having a good time with the game so far. However, one thing that is jarring to me is the number of F-bombs the game is dropping. Mm. I've never been a fan of copious expletives in any kind of conversation, but this game seems to be worse about it than most I've played in recent memory. I've got a daughter on the way. Perhaps it's making me conscious of this issue. After a few hours of listening to all this swearing, I went into the game's option menu to see if there was any option to reduce or censor the expletives, but of course, no such luck. Mm. Uh, As a soon-to-be parent, content filter options are now something I would find incredibly valuable. If the game is still a bit too much for a younger audience, at least I wouldn't have to worry about my daughter's first words being of four-letter length. feels to me like content filtering of language would have minimal impact on the design resources required to implement this feature and would allow the gritty and mature game to still be played by those who want it, while myself and other parental units could play the reduced vulgarity version of the game." What do you all think about this? With so many gamers becoming parents, do you think a content filter option would be useful on M-rated games?
1: Obviously, yes, but I think you're laboring under the illusion that you're going to have any time to play video games after your child is born. There is that, too. The reality is, is, man, you're you're about to flip the table of your life and uh, lose a fair bit of time. It's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be great, but...
2: Limited time. Well, and also, it's like, like Far Cry 5 in particular, it's a tremendously, you know, nihilistic and violent yeah, yeah. and like yeah. horrible game that, like, the idea yeah. that, you know, cool. his, his daughter is going to be like, <laughs> oh, but we can't say the F word, but yeah. the shotgun to the face. Yeah. I well, just, that's uh, the thing. Even
1: if she's just hearing it, yeah. I mean, okay, you might bleep the swearing, but you're still hearing gunshots and yeah. screams and like. Yeah, all you, sorts I lit of a stuff. bear
2: on fire. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you play it muted and turn the subtitles on. Um. That would not work. I think by the, the content way. filters are a super good idea. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, it's an M rated game, so I expect swearing, I expect violence, but different yeah. people have different things that set them off or that they don't like. And so, um, like, like, I'm going to go back to Yakuza as an example. You can turn the gore on or off. Like, right. you're still punching dudes and knocking them out, but whether they spit up blood, like, that's a toggle in the menu. Like, yeah when you have a game that has every menu option under the sun, like turn on colorblind mode, you know, turn Mm. on this, turn on that, like an option to bleep swears, you know, I'm sensitive to games not having unlimited time and unlimited budget, but yeah, I mean, it feels like there's at least as many people that would be interested in that as like a colorblind option.
1: Particularly, I mean, I'm an Australian, so obviously I swear an inordinate amount (laughs) and it's just the way we do things, but I'm sensitive to gratuitous swearing for sure. If it feels out of place or if it, Feels just unnecessarily excessive, then yeah, maybe there should be maybe this should be an option to to pick and choose.
0: Yeah, certainly it would be more work for the developer, but you know it's they've been censoring movies on television you know for since forever. So it's uh, funny
3: how you can't turn that on on DVDs or anything, right? Is that right?
0: Uh, I haven't seen that keeps, as a feature on. Yeah,
3: you know they it's, used to- it's funny that how little that is offered when it were now in a digital era. Of course you can yeah. offer the censored mm. version of everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's smart business-wise. You know what you can do. Here's a here's a little hack. Uh, just switch the language and play it with subtitles.
0: That's actually a really smart one, yeah. Mm. Uh, s- turn it on to uh, French or Spanish and then just turn the on English. You, yeah, yeah so turn on English subtitles awesome. and, yeah.
1: Or just actually, avoid yeah. content with swearing. For instance, you know, I love that song, Fudge the Police. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Does Donut County have swearing in it?
3: <clears throat> no.
1: no.
0: That's a
2: good question. No.
0: I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, Cam just mentioned how how much less time for gaming uh, one has once they become a parent. We were talking about that last week on the show, about how getting older you find yourself having less and less time to game. But Dogman52 (laughs) writes in to say, I recently watched episode 495, and there seems to be a lot of listeners in their 30s that are concerned they have very little time for gaming. I'm here to give you hope. I'm a 51-year-old lifetime gamer. I have the financial security to purchase any and all games I want, tons of free time to play them now that I've raised my two kids and I have an nice. empty nest. I've had the most fun ever now that I have both the money and free time to get my game on. Oh, bliss! So it yeah. comes back around. So in her, in her 50s, is going to be great.
2: <laughs> There's definitely... Uh... Do you ever have that thing where it's like uh, you're doing something really crappy and then you fantasize like, look, when I get home, I'm just going to put on my PJs. I'm going to lay on the couch and not move for 10 hours. Yeah. And usually you end up not doing that, right? But it's like that fantasy is what helps you get through the crappy chores (laughs) or thing that you have to do. That's what having kids is like (laughs) when they're 18. (laughs) Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> it's going to be so great. You no, have kids, gonna, but they don't live with you. They don't live with me because <laughs> they can call them up. How's college going? Great. Cool. I'm going to go play. How's college, how's college going? Grunt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm going to go play I, Halo. 8.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. I think, like, kind of, and as, a, as an extension to this <clears> conversation, like, the era of gaming we live in is also problematic because you can deep dive on a single game and have it consume your entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's not just that we're time poor, it's that. Games as services um, and the communities that surround those games and all the discussion around it and the content that's being generated around it means that yeah if you're if you're really into a particular game then mm-hmm. that kind of shuts off other opportunities too. Exactly, I find it kind of overwhelming um, sometimes because I really love. Deep diving in a game and its community because you get so much
2: out of it. There's stuff, it's made me a lot more conscious of how I spend my time and trying not to waste my time. Um, uh, I feel like I I, I never had the feeling of I don't have enough time for all my hobbies and all the things that I've enjoyed. Mm. But as I got older, I've had to let go of like, you know, Magic the Gathering. I had to choose between like comic books or Magic the Gathering as like my C tier. Hobby, and like magic got the boot, like right, I, there's magic. not enough hours in my week to keep up with all the stuff that I want to keep up with, totally. Yeah, and so if I want to have at least a superficial knowledge of like what's happening with Batman, like something else had to go
1: You need to clone yourself
2: is pretty much the clone solution. yourself, yeah, yeah, and say, Yo, Man, so we're getting, f-
0: this is like the sci-fi episode uh, Sam's going to wipe his mind, Justin's going to clone himself. yeah,
2: I would I would uh, some people have gross fantasies about being able to freeze time, hmm. but if I could freeze time. Boy, I could just I'd just read every comic and keep up with the magic metagame.
0: <laughs> you would geek out. Get back love, into Hearthstone. I love the idea. You freeze time and then uh, when you unfreeze it, you're like the you're the best magic pro in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, it's September. That means it's time to hit the uh, retro magazine rack here in the office. This month we have the September 1997 issue of Nintendo Power. This was the hundredth episode or hundredth issue of Nintendo Power. 97 are we getting close to like Ocarina back Well, then? See, yeah. So this is this would be this is September 97, a little more than a year before Ocarina of Time was released. Mm. This
3: is one of those weird occurrences in which Mario has like a, a 3D model that was never used. It yeah. Yeah. was like really expensive to make. Yeah. And it looks better now in video games than it did in the uh, yeah. CG version that mm. they tried. The,
2: right? Was oh, 97 like the dark days of the? Ins- it's like it's, it's, it's pre-Ocarina, I mean, you know. Is so this it's ad like
3: era? Sorry, go. Ahead. Answer his question
0: first. Uh this is uh the, the N64 was out. It was a year old. Yeah. So GoldenEye was out. GoldenEye was the big thing. Yeah, where we like Shadows of the Empire stuff like that. All right, know, let's go with the Empire. But on the cover, you got the hundred best games of all time. Oh, 100th- oh, I can't wait. Where's Sonic the 100- Hedgehog no. on that list? Uh, yeah, I know. I love how just the hundred best games of all time. Nintendo Power. Hundred coolest codes ever. That's Ooh, of in that's particular really interest. To that's a great. To Sam. That is a great but feature. But then a 100- hundred. Uh, GoldenEye Killer Ambushes. Mm. I don't really know. One of those two things. A hundred places to ambush mm. people in this one game. I don't what know about that. So that
2: though? game doesn't really have am- Like I don't even understand. <laughs> Does it
0: have ads in it from other people? Um, Nintendo? I don't yeah. know if they started ads. I don't think so. I think they're just like house ads. House ads. I thought
2: Almost they did on. have. I thought Nintendo Power, it was the official Eventually Nintendo magazine, but I didn't did. think Nintendo made Eventually. it. I thought like Future yeah,
3: no, no, it. no, it was Nintendo. much later that Nintendo ah. stopped doing it, and then they had like ads and everything. Yeah. So anyway, the, so the before
1: you get to the the top game, yeah, just quickly around the table, what what are your favorite n sixty What is your favorite n sixty four game?
0: Oh, Mario sixty four, yeah, Mario sixty four, okay, right. Ocarina of Time. It's hard to, yeah. yeah, um, those are both great. Did you answer?
1: Uh, I think I'd have to say Mario, but I mean, yeah. obviously, Goldeneye consumed a hell of a lot of time as
0: mm-hmm. well. We begin in the uh, Player's Pulse, the letters section. We have a letter from, this is from Cynthia in Michigan City, Indiana, and she said, The Super NES and now the N64 are my ways of bonding with my nephews, Ben, Adam, and Jake, 7, 11, 13. I'm 47. They live in Kansas, and I live in Indiana. My best friend, 48, previously a nun of 22 years, (laughs) and now a high school teacher and professional clown, and I, oh a crane operator and clown, Jesus. play Nintendo games all the time. This is how our letter starts. <laughs> it's a great way for Melody to bond with her students and for us to bond with our young audiences when we talk to them. Wait, clown students? Today, I am known to my nephews as the Nintendo Ant. You've I'm been a great help man. for bridging two generations and hopefully three generations in the future. It's very heartwarming. Yeah.
1: I don't like the clowns. And that, that woman story. turned out to be a serial killer. <laughs>
2: Magazines had a uh, limited space, uh, and but they had time to shout out those three kids by name. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep. Uh, on page eight here, they have a brief history of Nintendo timeline. It begins in 1889 when Fusajiro Yamauchi founds his gaming company specializing in playing cards. Then we jump to 1980 Good. when Nintendo mm-hmm. yep. introduces Game Nin- & Watch.
2: 91 years later.
0: 81, <laughs> Donkey Kong debuts in arcades. 85, the NES along with Rob the Robot... Uh, and the light zapper shoot into stores, so they ignore Famicom. And, and they skip the love tester yep, and yeah. all that stuff? 89, it's a boy. Game Boy is born. 91, the Super NES storms onto the scene. 94, Super Game Boy brings Game Boy to your television. 96, the Nintendo 64. What'd what they did they skip? What did they skip, Sam? They skipped the Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and 97, the Rumble Pack shakes things up. And that's <laughs> oh, it. That was that's the brief history was, of that Nintendo. Is, <laughs> that is highly brief. Founding of Nintendo, Rumble Pack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, on um, page hey, 11 Tower here... That's Lauren Nestor. They're going over some like old memories from old issues and then they mentioned I'd forgotten about this. You remember the Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest cover was controversial? Yeah, because of the severed head. They showed they sh- they have, it's a real photo of an, a model dressed up as Simon Belmont holding Dracula's head. Wow. And they also had a real cow It's awesome. In the scene wow. because like finding the heart in the game was right. like one Dracula's of the things you had to do.
2: It's funny to imagine that, you know, Per Schneider in a young n64.com was operating at this time. They were already yeah. up In 97, live. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep, 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 that's true. And uh, they have to have a preview of Zelda 64. I remember those old screenshots, it's all that Zelda stuff 64. that's, they're that's calling not it Zelda, the They're calling it Zelda 64 a little more than a year from release. Mm. Is there
3: stuff that's not in the game? Oh, mm. the palm trees,
0: right? The palm trees there? Uh, yeah, maybe. It's coming to Project Reality. That's
3: the gorilla yep. desert.
0: <laughs> Um, I like this intro. It says, up until now, trying to get news out of Shigeru Miyamoto on Zelda 64 has been like trying to get light out of a black hole. <laughs> No more. We pinned down the Master and got some tantalizing tidbits about the Master's Masterpiece for our exclusive N64 preview. Cool. Wow. They do call Ocarina of Time uh, the Master's Masterpiece. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We called it that, too. Yeah. I love this. On page 28, there is a preview of Conker's Quest. Not wow. Conker's Bad Fur Day. So this is the... This is Conker's Quest. Before this is the totally 64
3: one, too. It's not the, the uh, Game Boy one.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. This wow. is Vern sixty four. So cool. Was mm-hmm. it released by Rare? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just like a totally generic mascot platformer that didn't have any of the That's raunchy awesome. wow. humor in it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. What we got here? Oh yeah. They 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 put together a list of a hundred other things that equal a hundred. <laughs> things like uh, it's the hit points Palom has when he joins your party in Final ah, Fantasy II. Palom Forum. Ah. Yeah. It's the number of species of worm lizards excluding earthworm Jim. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's the trivia points. You need to get 10 bonus trivia points in NBA Hangtime. Oh, uh, we all knew that. This yeah. is
2: the most pointless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's uh, lots of uh, jokes about the Barbie games in here. It's the points you score for matching your clothes in the dressing room of Barbie supermodel. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So th- it goes on like that for 100 line items. Uh, oh, yeah, and here we go. The, best, the 100 best codes ever. What do you think is number one? Gotta be the Konami code. Yeah, yeah obviously. It's do they attribute the it to code.
3: Gradius or Contra?
0: Um, it's Numerous. Kami Classic, Light Contra, Life Force, and Gradius. I don't think they actually say the, uh, the first one that it was used in. 100 codes is a really good feature. I kind of want to seal this for IGN. It's pretty good. The Justin Bailey code is in here. Yeah. <laughs> it turns Samus into a woman. You know that? <laughs> say that? Wait a sec. No, another magazine said that. Oh, That, right? oh, that, that was like right. an early yeah. EGM. <laughs> they printed printed as a code that turns Samus into a woman. Uh, there's lots of... There's like the big head code. And, NBA Jam. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they're calling it NBA Hangtime in here. I don't really remember that one. That's a yeah,
3: hang Time Yeah, was Hangtime was the follow-up to Jam right after Jam that came to systems. Weird.
0: And then here we go, the uh, 100 best games of all time. I'll count down the top 10. Mm-hmm. How about okay. that? So yeah. this is what... Nintendo Power thought the 100 best games of all time were in 1997. Mm-hmm. Number 10, Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yep. Fair. Yeah, yeah. yep. It's probably still. It's in my top 10. It's still a top 10 <laughs> candidate. Number 9, Final Fantasy II. Yeah. Uh, they were calling it 2, so it would have been, what is that? 4. 4? Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. Number 8, Final Fantasy Three. But at the time. Yeah. Slash 6. It's pretty six. big. 6 is legit. Number 7, GoldenEye. Oh, boy. They're ready to call that the 7th best game of all time. Of all, better than Final Fantasy VI, GoldenEye. Yep. Uh, number six, Super Metroid. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let me keep okay. That one. Number five, Super Mario Brothers Three. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Number four, Mario Kart sixty four. Ooh. Because
3: that was the latest and greatest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number three, Tetris. Number cool. two, A Link to the Past. And number one, Mario sixty
3: four. Wow. Yeah, already calling it for Mario yeah. sixty
0: four. Yeah. So obviously, no Mario having- Turok
2: Dinosaur Hunter twenty five.
0: <laughs> yep, that was number twenty five. Uh, no
2: Mario, no Mario World, right?
0: Uh That's Mario world is number work. sixteen yeah. it 's hard to even make out what some of these numbers are because of the extreme font that they 're using here.
2: it looks like they numbered it with pogs I'm such a sucker for top one hundred lists
0: yeah yeah, they 're really fun. love this story. oh, yeah, I forgot number eight number ninety or page ninety eight number sixty nine is double dragon mm-hmm. now the n e s double dragon is not very good. But ten years later, Nintendo Power didn't remember that. They say Billy and Jimmy <laughs> Lee kicked every Does butt they encountered. And Jimmy? Yeah, and Jimmy. Kicked every butt they encountered in this classic butt kicking game in which two butt kickers could kick butts simultaneously. But that's not even true. You can't play two can't players that. in that you version. That they like to have totally forgotten. <laughs> you think they're are they referring to the arcade game? Well that's not I mean, That's not Nintendo Power. Yeah, screenshot is from NES. Weird. <sighs> yeah, anyway. That's just a little bit of look at uh, those silly fools in the past. <laughs> the hundredth, uh, dude, hundredth issue.
2: Can we do this once a month? We look through these old magazines, and the one thing we've learned is that back then they just said whatever they wanted. Yeah. There was so much wrong stuff in, the, in those I, magazines. I would back
1: love then. to see some of the stuff I wrote back when I was starting out, not too long after this era, actually. Yeah, because it was yeah the wild west basically yeah. in publishing. Sam,
0: there's I just, there
3: no just want to see what game one hundred was. Oh yeah, so I was going
0: to. forgot. Too. I, meant, I meant. to uh, bring that up.
3: Faceball is eighty one, so you know it's going to get crappy out here. All right, it's Alien Three. Wow, <laughs>
2: Alien Three, Alien
3: which is actually good.
0: Yeah. a good game, but Super good. NES. I never played yeah. it. Alien Three is great. Is it good? I mean, if you asked a hundred gamers to put together, I might be thinking of Contra Three, a top one hundred. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> you're thinking of Contra Three. Alien Three is actually pretty good, but like, I don't. Think well, it's one
3: better does. than Ultima Quest of the Avatar. Mm. But
0: one worse. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, check it out. (laughs) Uh, Sam, I know you're eager to dive into that and into the power, but there's one more uh, task at hand here. That brings us to video game twenty questions. Mm -hmm. Our suggestion this week comes from Rodney in Toronto. So you got a Canadian. Oh, you got a Canadian. Okay, here. Got right. Are you ready to just guess the game?
3: Have you played 20 Questions?
1: I have not played this game. But do you
0: know how 20 Questions
1: works? Uh there's like, what, 17 questions?
0: <laughs> well, it's 20. Oh.
3: <laughs> a, it's a I'm just no. taking
0: a guess. Leave me alone. I'm tired. Usually I'm it, you, usually you're thinking of like a person place, a thing and then you have 20 yes or no questions to guess it. In this case, it's a video game, so at least right. you know that much. Okay.
3: And
0: we're asking you, so you have to come up with the game. No, no that's, that's not true. true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Does your character wear do they wear Hat or
2: anything at all on their head is your is their head covering? Your character have head covering? It's possible.
3: Is it possible for that game to have been in this issue of Nintendo Power?
0: Uh, 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 <laughs> 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 um, possible. Let's see. That means it's. Are they, what are the restrictions <laughs> around
2: questions?
1: That, it's like a yes, yes or no yes answer. or no. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, so
2: the, Damon's answer indicates to me that it's a game from this era earlier, but it's not a Nintendo game. <laughs> He's like, what are the odds <laughs> <What> are the- <laughs> that Wipeout on PS1 no, would be-, be
3: better than zero? Uh,
0: but I'm trying to, how how do you answer that question? Is it possible for it to have been in that issue?
3: You answer it with a Yes, I not? guess it is
0: possible that it could have been in that issue. Okay. It's like possible.
3: in the letter section or something. Uh,
0: is it polygonal? Mm. Is it polygonal? Uh,
3: uh, I don't think Damon knows
0: what game this is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. What? <laughs> okay. What?
2: <laughs> did this game originally appear on a Sega console? Yes. Sega, huh? mm mm-hmm.
3: Mhm. Um Uh, but he doesn't know if it's polygonal. That no, happens. I said I don't think so. That gets I didn't easy. say I don't. It sounds know. like Vector Man to me. Mm. Um no one knows how that game was d- made. Did this game have sequels? Yes. Like Vector Man 2 and 3? There's no 3.
1: Uh Is this a side-scrolling game?
2: Yes. Uh, Oh, Okay, was this game originally released on the Genesis? Yes. It has sequels, huh? Uh, Does it have a sequel on the Genesis?
0: Yes. It is is
2: looking a lot like (laughs) Vector Man.
1: Was this a Sega-created title?
3: Yes. See, I
2: actually don't know... Vector Man was created by Sega. It was developed by, I think, Blue Sky Software, Hmm. which I'm just picturing the logo in my head from when I was a kid. But I created title. I don't know if Sega published it or if they were involved in the actual development because he was kind of a mascot, right? Does this game star a shitty green robot?
0: No. (laughs) That's 10. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) He's a man. (laughs) Is Mega Man a man?
3: It has a sequel on the Genesis that's made by Sega. Mm. There's not a lot of
2: those. I mean, this could be Sonic. We haven't eliminated that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a side scroller. Got sequels. Mm-hmm. 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 Was this can't game, be Comic Zone? Was it? Did, did you ask if it was developed by Sega, made by Sega? I just said
1: I, said, I, th- I think I said create, but my intention was developed by, yeah. like, for, you know, first party.
3: I don't know what to go with at this point. Uh, Does this game star a Hedgehog?
1: Nope. Okay. I was going to try and narrow it down by asking, is this game garbage? (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) ToeJam & Earl?
1: I was thinking about them as well. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I guess that would have...
3: Anakon Funkatron?
1: There wouldn't have been... But but he wouldn't have paused about the The, polygonal thing, because it's like, it's... And we were talking about side-scrolling as well. Wait...
2: Yeah, Legend but, Mano was but Cam was all top downish. Cam, one of the things the thing about Damon's answers is <laughs> the idiosyncrasies of his pauses or not pauses or his answers just can't be <laughs> okay. taken into effect because there's no rhyme or so reason. So we're not it. necessarily <laughs> narrowing down anything. Okay, good. Well, just based off like you can based off his yes or no's, sure, but not based off of any. Sometimes you th- well, he looked at me a <laughs> hey, certain uh, way when I asked. Is this game in the Sega
3: collections when we get them?
0: Ooh. Wait, well, that's hold a good on. question. That's a you need to be a little bit more specific. Yeah. Why It's always the, the same 30 games. When we get them.
3: Well, yeah, was this in the latest were, Sega collection you, you reviewed? One. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's a really good question. So it's Golden Axe.
2: Yeah, it, and that means that eliminates all the, like, y- y- you know, Lion the, King. Th- King. Didn't yeah. I ask if
1: it was a... I asked if it was side-scrolling, didn't I? Okay, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be Golden Axe. Uh, can you play two-player? Yes.
0: <gasps>
3: Does it have Gilius Thunderclad <laughs> in it? No.
0: Oh, no! Oh, no! no. <laughs> Wait 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 wait! I wish it was Golden Axe.
2: Yeah. What else was in the Sega collection?
1: Um, what An about Altered Beast? Oh, wait, wait, Altered
2: um, Beast. Did that get a sequel? Does it have two players?
1: The, are there are the ladies of the night in this
3: game? Yes. So streets of Rage. Yes. I'm thinking did Sega make that. That's 15. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep.
2: Uh, Sega did make that. Is this yeah. one of the greatest 2D brawler franchises of all time? Side scrolling beat 'em ups.
3: Yes. That's a simple yes or no question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Streets of Rage Two, man. Ooh, that game's legit. But which yeah. Which
3: Streets of Rage is it? Because Streets Streets of Rage Two also got a sequel on the Genesis.
1: Yeah, but we've got enough questions to ask. Is yeah. this the first game well, in the series? But one right?
2: one wrinkle rule is that you, your final guess has to be the actual name of the game. Okay. Um. Yeah. Is it the original game in our series? No. <gasps> so that means I'm it, so happy <laughs> we asked. That means it's Streets of Rage Two because Three what didn't get a sequel. Three Four was just announced. That's right. Is it, it could the, be three, though. No, no, got it on the Genesis. Is this Streets of Rage 2?
3: Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I like how, are there ladies two. of the night in this game? Yeah. Was the question
0: that really sealed yeah. the deal. We got it.
3: how do yeah. you know it doesn't have Jillius Thunderclad
0: in it? Well, I'm pretty sure. He does not ever show up. 92, 1992. And, guys, I hate to tell you this, but that took about 17 questions, so bang bang on. 17
2: questions.
0: We were playing 17 questions. We were playing it all along. This whole time. It's the metric 20 questions. (laughs) Well, Cam, I know you have a plane to to catch back to uh, (laughs) (laughs) Australia. It was so nice popping in (laughs) to be exhausted in front of your audience. We really appreciate you uh, making the trip. And uh, maybe maybe next week? Want to fly back next week? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, Why don't we, we just make you... I've re- got unlimited budget right now. It's fine. We'll yeah. make you a permanent member of the Scoop crew and just plan to fly out every week yeah, from now okay. on.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, I
1: yeah, I appreciate thanks, it. Yeah. We'll
0: let your kids and
3: family know. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 What? This just in. Yep. Mega Man 7 has a fighting game mode in it wow. called Mega Man Fighter. Hmm. They have the Nintendo Power calls it, where you put in a password and you can Mega Man and Bass fight in a Street Fighter-style match. I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that either. That's news to me.
3: Well, yeah, try this out.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess maybe that'll work on the legacy collection. Mm-hmm. It so there. it turns out you can learn things from history texts. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Historical Good. Tests, it's,
3: texts like yeah. Nintendo Power. Yeah, exactly. This is a first-hand source.
0: <laughs> all right, well, that's all the scoops we have for this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Cam. Thank well, you, guys. Thank you, Sam Cam. Hey My ya. name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. We're out.